0: Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Bishop, a few days ago, was ministering on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. And he shared some nuggets with us. And he said the Holy Spirit of God is a person. Said the Holy Spirit has feelings. Uh, it hears and it sees. Amen. He said you must have right doctrine, before you, before you can have right action. He also said doctrine will always lead to action. He said sound doctrine must rest upon Bible truth, the word of God, not man's opinion, not my opinion. Sound doctrine must rest upon the word of God, amen? And he said the Holy Spirit is that blessed third person of the Godhead, Godhead, I'm sorry. And see here, Bishop is reiterating the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person, amen? He mentioned to us that he used to consider it, but it's a person. It hears, it feels, it sees. Amen. And when we talk about doctrine, doctrine is simply just teaching. It's teaching. That's what doctrine is. But you need sound teaching. You need the Word of God. Amen, amen. So he he, he really blessed us. In fact, he gave us a handout. And I believe all of you received it on the Holy Spirit. Amen. And in this, he used the uh, scriptures from the Amplified Bible that gives the names and title of the Holy Spirit. And he talked about the Spirit of God, the eternal Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of grace the spirit of holiness, the spirit of glory, the spirit of life, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of promise, the spirit of adoption, the spirit of faith, the comforter. Now I know i find you in there somewhere. Amen? Amen. So please use this. Study this. This is powerful. And I know he took time to do this. So please use it, okay? Amen. And he shared with us in 2 Timothy 3, and I'll just read it real quickly. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen? Amen. And then he shared with us about um, when Paul, when he was in Ephesus in Acts 19:1 and 6, um, and He was telling us how Paul was on his second missionary journey, that he came through Ephesus, but he didn't minister. But he told the church he would be back. So now we are witnessing Paul living up to his word. And Bishop shared with us about you have to be a person of your word. Because if if you're not a person of your word, then it'll impair your integrity. Then you won't be successful that your integrity is impaired, and you don't want that. You want to be a man or woman of God that speak truth. Amen? Amen. And so, and Pastor shared us about how there are leaders and pastors that to this day don't, don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They say it's long gone. It went out with the apostles. And he said if we did need the Holy Spirit, then why did Jesus send him? Amen? Amen. 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 So I, I, I wanted to share that with you uh, from Bishop. That's strong. That's good. That's good. And now I want to go into my lesson. Amen. And the title of the lesson is don't underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. Don't underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, Bishop also shared with us that the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the New Testament 261 times, amen? He said the Holy Spirit is mentioned 56 times in the Gospels and 57 times in the book of Acts alone. And it's mentioned 112 times in the Pauline Epistles and 36 times in the remainder of the New Testament. And he said, if the Holy Spirit is mentioned this many times, then the Holy Spirit is essential. It's needed. It's needed. You just sung it. I needed the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. You just sung it from your mouth. Amen. 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 And I believe today, today's day, and even myself at time, we have underestimated the power of the Holy Spirit, this gift that God has given us. Amen? Put up my first nugget, please. Let's read. <laughs> Amen? Let's read that again. Amen? Amen. (laughs) Don't we want to crush the devil? Because we want him on our feet. Amen? Amen? But if we really, truly understood and believed what the Bibles tell us about the Holy Spirit, we would never worry again. We would never worry again. All hell may break loose, but we will have no fear we would tell the devil, hey, bring me your best shot. Because the Holy Spirit lives within me. And he has given me the wisdom, the strength, the power, and the provision I need to crush you like a bug. Amen? Amen. But as a believer, I realize it's difficult sometimes to believe there is anything more beneficial than Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, physical presence. But there is, Jesus said it himself. Put up John 14, verses 16 and 17. Jesus said this himself, there is something there's more beneficial than Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen? 16, I'm sorry. 16 and 17. I'm sorry. 16, please. Okay, read. Amen? And see, and that's what Jesus said. He said that, um, he said this in hours just before he was crucified. He told his disciples um, that he would be leaving them and returning to his Father in heaven. And when he told told them that he sensed sorrow, He sensed sadness, he sensed dismay with the disciples. Amen? But he told them, I will send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. Now, you have to put yourself in the disciples' place. They followed Jesus for three years. Amen? And in following Jesus, they had protection. They had provision. They lacked no good thing. Amen? but that was there in his presence. So I'm sure their mind are thinking, how am I gonna make it without Jesus, amen? Well, he gave them the answer. And it's like I said, they still wish for his physical presence. Because when Jesus is standing right next to you, it'll give you a boldness. It'll give you a confidence. Hey, I can do anything because my man is right here, all right? So, hey, bring it on. I can do anything. Because, uh, Mr. Orphe, can I see for a minute? Stand next to me. Give you an example. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. Jesus, I can't shake this headache. I need you to pray for me. Jesus, I need you to pray for me. I can't shake this headache. I'm here. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus, I'm running a little short on cash. I got a bill I need to pay. I got a bill I need to pay. Glory to God. It's done in Jesus' name. Jesus, I got this problem. Jesus, I can't figure it out. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Glory to God. I got the answer. (laughs) Glory to God. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You see that? If Jesus with you, you have a boldness and a confidence because he's right there. And anything you need, he'll give you. He gave me the finances I need. He prayed and healed my body. Amen. He gave me the solution to my problem. That's how good he is. But Jesus said, I have to go. I have to go and be with the Father. Good God have mercy. So he had to go. And so he had to fulfill the the, 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 uh, desires of the Father. Amen. Because if he hadn't, what about you and I? He died for the remission of our sins. He died that we would have eternal life. Amen? So he had to go. And for the disciples at the time, it was a selfish thing. But um, as he shared with them, I will send you a helper. And I'm going to show you why to them and even to us. why it can be selfish to a degree, okay? I'm going to take one of the disciples, Peter. Let's take Peter. Everybody know Peter. Peter's a bad dude, okay? So put up Luke 4, 38, 41, please. Luke 4, 38, 41. And this is when um, Jesus, um, let's read. Amen? So what's, what, what Peter witnessed was the healing power of Jesus. Amen? And do you want that to be gone from your presence? Amen? And that's what the disciples were sensing. If he leave, what will we do? Um, and they didn't want that. So that was an issue for them. Another example was when, um, when uh, Jesus first uh, uh, was uh, dealing with the disciples, when he was uh, the four fishermen, he called as disciples. And what Jesus did was he went out to, to, to the disciples. They had came in, had been out all night, didn't catch any fish, amen? And so Jesus went out, and he spoke with them. But then he got, and he got on Peter's boat, Simon was his name at the time. But he got on Peter's boat, and he, he told Peter to cast out his net, and in this daytime, now, 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 watch this. Now, they fish at night. Why? Because the water is clear. So if the water is clear, when they throw the net out, the fish can see it. So the fish will move, the fish will, will, uh, will, will move away. Amen? But this is in the morning, and Jesus instructed Peter to throw out the net. And, you know, in your professional mind, the professional fish, man, I'm not going to catch anything. But guess what? Peter did as Jesus asked him to do. And what happened? The nets were so full, the boat was about to sink to the glory of God because he did what Jesus asked him to do. Amen. And when you see that and when, when Peter saw that and the other disciples saw that, they was amazed. So again, they wonder, what are we going to do without Jesus being in our presence? Amen. So what I'm telling you, that's why the disciples didn't want Jesus to go. They knew And they watched Jesus perform miracle after miracle, opening blinded eyes, raising the dead, healing the the leper. That's what they witnessed, turning water into wine. And they knew of his capabilities. And they didn't want those capabilities to leave them. But he told them, I will send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because just like, Minister Orphan, he was with me by my side as Jesus, amen? And I could just look over and say, hey, Jesus, tell him what I need. But guess what? If he's with me, who's with you? Who's with you? So he had to send the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit for all of us, amen? For all of us, all of us. The Holy is in your house, your house, my house, your neighbor's house. He's omnipresent. Yeah. So he had to send the Holy Spirit yeah. for all believers, not just for one person, not just for the disciples, for all of the believers. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Have a seat. So that's why the, the disciples were so adamant. And just like you saw uh, Jesus next to me, if he with me, how you got going to be with you? He can't be with you. Then you're going to miss out, right? But that's not God's way. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of all of us, the believer. That you can go to that, that neighbor's house and pray for his healing in Jesus' name. Amen? So you, can, you, you have that dunamis power on the inside. Amen? The Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So he had to go. Because if he hadn't, we wouldn't been able to receive this gift. Good God of mercy, this dunimous power, this power that we underestimate sometimes, this power that only God can give, this gift that only God can give. Amen. Glory to God. And <laughs> and I know Jesus was saying to disciples, They're trying to soften the blow, so to speak. He said, I know it's hard for you to believe, but trust me on this. He asked them to trust him on this. He said, I'm telling you the truth. It's better for you if I go away that I can send the Holy Spirit to not only, to not only be with you, but to be in you. Good God of mercy. Not only with you, Jesus was beside me as I demonstrated with Mr. Orphan. But the Holy Spirit is in me. <laughs> it's in me. And it's in you. Amen? Glory to God. Put up my second nugget, please. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's read. Amen. The Holy Spirit helped teach reveal and empower with you so let's talk about helps for a minute the holy spirit helped us in our weaknesses as you saw through the demonstration i said i need help i got a problem i don't need to deal with this thing and minister awfully gracious gave me what the bible said about that issue and you can do the same thing you can go to what the word of god is saying about your situation but now you need to pray You have to add corresponding action to what you're dealing with. And trust God that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what you need to do, amen? So um, in Romans 8.26, let's go to Romans 8.26. Romans 8.26, read. (laughs) <laughs> amen 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 <laughs> praise God and what they're saying is the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses we may not know uh what God wants us to pray for in a given situation and you don't know what to pray the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words you sprint you're praying in your heavenly language amen However, however, God knows because you are praying in your heavenly language. So when you don't know what to pray, you don't know how to pray, then pray in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit because you're praying unto God. And God will allow the Holy Ghost to reveal to you what you need to do. So don't ever say, I don't know what to pray. No, what you say is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray in my heavenly language this gift that God has given me, and he will reveal to me. So there's nothing on this earth that you deal with in life that you can't get an answer to, that you can't get a solution to. If you use this gift that God has given you, you will get your answer. So stop walking around saying, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is what you do, pray in the Holy Ghost. In fact, Bishop told us anyway, every day we should pray in the Holy Ghost. Because if you pray in the Holy Ghost, then what you thought you didn't have an answer to, you already have it. Amen? Once you're getting ready to go out into the world that day, you already got the solution. Why? Because you prayed in the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit gave you the solution, the answer to what you need for that day. Amen? So it's imperative that we use this gift. Don't sit it on a shelf, it's a gift. It's something you use on a daily basis to ward off the enemy, to get your answers and solutions to your problem. Don't walk around with your head hung down. Hold your head up, I'm a child of the most high God. Good God of mercy. I'm a child of the most high God, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Amen? That's what a believer, that's how a believer talks. That's how a believer believe that there's nothing too hard for God, amen? Amen, Amen. praise God. The Holy Spirit teaches us. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. And he will tell us about the future, about what's ahead of you, amen? Amen. Go to John 16, verses 13 through 15. And this is Jesus speaking to the disciples. Amen. John 16, verses 13 through 15. Read. He will not speak on his own authority. Whatever he tells he will speak. Amen. And I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth. For he will speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. He will glorify and honor me because he, the Holy Spirit, will take from what is mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Because of this, I said that he, the Spirit, will take from what is mine and will reveal it to you. Amen? So the Holy Spirit will teach you if you allow the Holy Spirit to do so. As you pray, and that's why it's essential, you pray in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you, things that you don't even know about. He said he will tell you about the future, what's ahead of you. He will tell you about things you never probably haven't even contemplated, amen? That's the Holy Spirit, amen? Okay, and he said the Holy Spirit will reveal truths to you. Okay, so, Um, let's go to 1 John 2.27. And I'm giving you a lot of scripture, but Bishop said doctrine, didn't he? I'm giving you the truth. Amen? (laughs) This ain't saying Barrett word. This is the word of God. Amen? Read. Things and is true and is not a lie, and just as He has taught you, you will abide in Him. Amen. So, the Holy Spirit lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. The Holy Spirit is in you. Amen. For the Spirit, the Holy Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches you is truth. Amen. So, just as he taught you, remain, you still have to remain in fellowship with Jesus Christ. The thing about the Holy Spirit, and uh, the Holy Spirit to me, uh, goes hand in hand with prayer. And I, uh, I talk about prayer, I teach prayer in new members class because prayer is the most powerful weapon God has given you. And unfortunately for the body of Christ is probably the least used. So, when you pray, you, you have an intimacy with God. And God, it, it, he, 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 yawned, he he yearned for, for the, the intimacy with us. He wanted to spend time with us. And when you pray, he will give you the answers because it's just like if, if, you, if you expected somebody to give you instructions on how to be successful, how can you get that information if you're not dialoguing with them? Amen? And prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. You praying and saying everything and ain't listening because if you don't stop and listen, you're not going to get anything. So it's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. You praying to God and you shut your mouth and listen and see what God has to say to you. And I may say that a little harsh, but it's the truth. You got to hear from God. You you can be teaching to God. He already know what you want anyway. You know? And he already know what you need. But you got to be quiet. Because now to be success, successful in the things of God that He called you to do, you need to listen. You need instructions. You need to know what to do. And then, like I said earlier, if you don't understand something or know something, you pray in the Holy Ghost. And you and then your spirit, man, is connected straight to God. And now, now he can tell the Holy Spirit to tell you, hey, here's what you need to do. So prayer is essential in Having this dunamis power with the Holy Ghost, you got to pray. Amen? You have to pray and you have to trust and believe God. And like I said, prayer is not one side of you going on and on and on and ain't hearing and not listening. It's not a conversation like you have with a person and and you doing all the talking. It it doesn't work that way. If you want an answer from God, you got to listen. So, quiet your spirit, man, and allow God to tell you what you need to know. Amen? So, with this Holy Spirit, you got to pray. Amen? Amen. And and in that verse, it talks about, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And if I back up, you don't have to go to chapter 20. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One you have an anointing from the Holy One. So when this, 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 this anointing comes from the Holy Spirit that abides in you, amen? Amen. And, um, and um, whoo, praise God. You got to be in tune to the Holy Spirit. But like I said, you need to increase your prayer life. I have to increase my prayer life because it's things I want God to do. It's things I need God to show me and tell me. I tell you, because sometimes, a lot of times, I tell God, I said, well, God, I'm 67 years old. Ain't a whole lot that much left for me to do, is it? And he always, like I said, he always reminded me of Abraham. I said, oh, God. (laughs) And he reminded me of Abraham. I said, okay, you got me. You got me. So it's not about age. It's about having the will To do what God called you to do it's not about age and God if he gave you the vision he's gonna give you the provision and if we line up with the things of God and do what God called us to do and a lot of times it's a strange thing God can tell us to do something we, we hesitate and when we hesitate we don't realize that we miss we miss God and by missing God we can prolong what God want to do for us and, and, and um, we, we have the tendency to do that, because now we let our intellect, our mind, our thoughts, you know, overtake the spirit man. So you now you don't overridden the spirit man, so now what you believe in God for and wanted God to do, he can't do it right now, because you in the way. You in his way. And we have to stop that. If God, it may not make sense at the time when he told you, but do it. If the Holy Spirit unctioned you to do it, do it. You know, praise God. Praise God, because your flesh is never satisfied, and it'll always try to get in the way. But you got to stay in prayer to keep that flesh in check. That flesh ain't no joke, I tell you. Amen? Amen. The Holy Spirit empowers you. Paul's prayer that the Ephesians be strengthened through the Spirit is, um, is, is shown in Ephesians 3, 14 and 16. That they be strengthened through the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 16. Read. Amen. that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So Paul prays that the Ephesians be strength, strengthened through the Holy Spirit, and um, it's a little more specific than just prayer for spiritual strength, because if you're looking at that, uh, I'm going back to uh, verse 14, he said, and I bow my knees to the Father. Paul is quite specific then in his prayer. He said he bowed his knees, and kneeling, kneeling is something, <clears throat> kneeling in prayer is something you find again and again in scripture, people on their knees, okay? And, um, and it's something for us. Jesus did it, so why would we pray on our knees? Jesus did it. His disciples did it, okay? And, um, and what this is saying is, God's word is showing us that a right inward attitude of prayer is always reflected by a right outward attitude. It's just like sometime when the Spirit of the Lord come on this place and you see people on their knees. You see people might be laid prostrate, straight out. The Spirit of the Lord is on them because your outward man is portraying to you your inward man, your heart. God see, see, looks at the heart. And, he, and, and, and when that when that, spirit, that, that, when that spirit come on you, the glory of the Lord come on you, then you uh, are led to get on your knees or lay prostrate out and just worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. So that's what uh, Apostle Paul is saying here. And he talks about the whole family. When he talks about the whole family, he said, from whom the whole family in, her, in heaven and earth is named. So what he's talking about, and family in the Greek is de- derived from the word uh, for father. Amen? Amen. So Paul is talking about the whole worldwide church family, a church made up of, of believers everywhere, both departed saints in heaven and those living upon this earth. He's talking about the whole body of believers. And we all know from Ephesians 1, that Jesus is the head of the church. Amen? And the church is you. It's not this building. It's not a building. The church is you. But Jesus is head of the church. So in this scripture, he's talking about the whole body of believers. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Nugget number three, please. Let's read. The Holy Spirit has been at work on this planet from the beginning, amen? The Holy Spirit has been at work on this planet from the beginning. We as believers haven't truly appreciated the might and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's me too. We haven't yet had a full revelation of who this is that is living inside of us, amen? Many Christians, for example, seem to think the first time the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit did much of anything was the day of Pentecost. That's in Acts two, we won't go there. And uh, that's when the Holy Spirit came, okay? That's when a lot of believers believe the first time the Holy Spirit came into existence, but it's not true. The Holy Spirit was in the Old Testament in the beginning. If you go to Genesis one, put up Genesis one, one through three. Uh, going go to the Book of Beginnings, okay? Genesis. And it said that, uh, read. In the beginning, God the earth, and the earth. Was the earth the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. You see, the Spirit the Spirit of God was hovering, was hovering. That's the Holy Spirit, amen? It was hovering, my God, over the face of the waters. And then God did something. He said, let there be light. What happened? There was light. So now, if you believe in something for the Holy Spirit to do, what do you have to do? You gotta be saying something. The Holy Spirit was hovering over this water, but God said through his creation, let there be light, and there was light. So then the moment God said, let there be light, what happened? There was light. Amen? So it's no different for you and I. What are we saying that we need the Holy Spirit to do for us? Are we saying anything? Or we, or, we, or, we, or we don't understand. We think, oh, the Holy Spirit can't do that. Don't underestimate the Holy Spirit. That's my word for you today. Because the Holy Spirit was used to create the heaven and the earth. God created it, but he used the Holy Spirit. He spoke and it came. Amen? 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 Yes. And um, I'll give you a couple of other examples because that wasn't the only thing. And uh, for the sake of time, I'll just give it to uh, I'll share with you about Samson in um, uh, where am I? Oh, Judges. and Judges. Well, Samson, he was just a regular man, to be honest with you. Amen? But in, 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 the, in Judges, it talks about how the Holy Spirit came on with Samson, and he single-handedly killed a thousand Philistine uh, soldiers with the jawbone of a donkey, amen? But it said the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came on him. So where did that power come from? From the Holy Spirit. He was just an ordinary man. He wasn't some big giant, but the Holy Spirit came on him that allowed him to do that, amen? Amen, amen. And then if you look, uh, in 1 Kings, and then you can read at your own time, 1819, talk about Elijah. Now, the thing about Elijah, uh, if you go back a few book, uh, the books, Elijah, he was similar to Samson, but what he did, he was a normal man too. But he was so frightened by the threats of a woman, Jezebel, he was scared of a woman. And he even cried out to God to kill him to avoid this woman. Just <laughs> Elijah. He's scared of this woman. Mercy, But the, when the Holy Spirit came on him, Elijah was a powerhouse. He once called down fire from heaven, killed 400 prophets of Baal, and outran the king chariot drawn no doubt by the fastest horses in the nation of Israel. And he did it all in one day, amen? But it was because of the Holy Spirit came upon him, amen? And I do not know why he didn't call the Holy Spirit old Jezebel. I don't know that. But he should have. <laughs> but anyway, but, but he did all these things in one day, why? Because the Holy Spirit, that dunamis power that God afforded him, amen? came upon him and he was able to do these great exploits amen amen but uh and that's that's old testament that's old testament so the holy spirit been existing like i showed you from existence amen and i'm gonna go in my closing let's go to nugget number four i'm gonna close this out my time is gone the holy spirit is the perfect gentleman The Holy Spirit is the perfect gentleman. And I'm gonna give you the short version on this, really, because here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper, okay? It's not, the Holy Spirit is not your dominator. The Holy Spirit is your helper. What am I saying? If you're walking around talking about unbelief and uh, and doubts and all those things, then the Holy Spirit can't help you. Amen? He's limited because of what you're saying out of your mouth. Cause see, the Holy is not gonna put his hand on your mouth and say, shut up. He's not gonna tell you to shut up. He's just gonna sit back and wait for you to shut up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so you have to speak truth. You have to speak positive things that you want the Holy Spirit to do. The Holy Spirit hands are tied unless you tell the Holy Spirit what you need, what you want done, amen? And if you tell that Holy Spirit what you want done, you pray and trust and believe God, it'll get done, amen? So he, he's, a, he's a gentleman. So in other words, he's not gonna force himself on you. He's not gonna force himself on you, okay? Um, he'll never force anything on you, he'll just wait Quietly, for you to open the door for Him to work. Amen. So decide right now to start opening that door. Develop an awareness of the reality of the Holy Spirit within you. Stop spending all your time meditating on the problems you're facing and start meditating on the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you know what will happen if you do that? All these things you're facing, these challenges you're facing. You will get results, you will get answers to all of these situations if you trust the Holy Spirit. So instead of walking around talking about, I'm broke, busted, and disgusted, say I have more than enough. The God that I serve will give me the exceedingly abundantly above all that I can even ask or, or imagine. The God that I serve can do anything but fail. The God that I serve have the answers to everything I need. The God that I serve can give me my healing. The God that I serve can open up those doors that's been hold back on me. The God that I serve can touch me and be healed the god that i serve can do anything that i ask in the name of jesus so i challenge you today let's be mindful of the holy spirit this gift that god has given us let's walk in that gift. let's do the great exploit that god called us to do take the mask off and do what god told you to do step out be bold be courageous do what thou says the lord you not know, man, nothing but to love him. Let God reveal to you who you really are. It's time. This is the year of progression. Amen. The man of God said, this is the year of progression. Let's do everything God has shown us. Delay is not denial. Go ahead, have a seat. I'm going to share this with you real quick. Delay is not denial. A couple of weeks ago, a group of people that I pray with every day, uh, from all over the country, we, we uh, anyway, and so one of them called in and said, "I have a, a family member that's been incarcerated for twenty years, and said um, they're going before the board to be released, and um, I want you to pray that God will release them." I said, "Okay." So they came back and said, "They postponed the hearing." I told them, I said, delay is not denial. This week I got a text. He's been released. He said, You say it. Delay is not denial. He's been released. And I gotta share this a person on a personal note. Um Seven years ago, my first granddaughter, from my daughter and my son-in-law, was born, and um, we was at the hospital, and so it was time for the baby to come. And I guess at the time she was having some difficulties. I guess she dilated so many centimeters. I think she was like three centimeters to be ten or what have you. I don't. But anyway, <laughs> and. Uh, and of course, my daughter's married to the real Pastor's son. So Dr. Howard was there, my wife was there, I was there. So we called Bishop, and Bishop said, put the phone to her stomach. And he put the phone to her stomach, and he prayed. Within a few minutes, she was at 10 centimeters, or whatever it was supposed to be, and so they could do the delivery. And when I sit there, the Holy Spirit said, you could have done that. He said, you could have done that. And when I got hold of that, not too long later, I got a call from Minister Stone, and he shared with me that he had been to the doctor, They said he had a hernia. I'm on the phone. I said, well, let's pray. And we prayed, and when he went back to the doctor, they checked, said, your hernia's gone. I said, my God, I said, my God, And then I'm going to share this last thing with you. I'm telling you because you need some contemporary examples about the Holy Spirit. In fact, as you sit in this place, you you have one bishop. Bishop has assembled millions of dollars worth of properties. He's a good businessman, but you need to be more than a good businessman to do this. I deal with business people all the time. This is no joke. And he shared with how he prayed and how the opposition was against him. But because he believed, he trusted God and pressed in with the Holy Spirit, you know, and just the Holy Spirit told him how to deal with his adversaries, he got everything done, amen? So let's give God a hand for our man of God, good God of mercy. But, and the last thing I wanna share with you is that uh, another situation, cause when uh, my grandbaby, um, Ari, uh, my daughter had it one afternoon, one evening, and they had gone out to eat, and she had some lemonade or something, got a, a reaction, a little reaction from it. So my wife called me crying, and she, I said, we well, come to the house. And she came to the house. I said, give it to me. And um, I lift up to heaven, and I prayed. She had uh, welps and stuff on from front of the reaction. And I lift up to heaven and to pray, and she began to just dry up, clear up, yes. just like that. <laughs> just like that. So I know what I'm trying to you, this Holy Spirit is real. It's a gift from God. And if we use it in every area of our life, just imagine where we would be. Amen? So I charge you today, be mindful of the Holy Spirit, this gift that God has given us, that can do all things, that we can ask God for all and everything, as long as it aligns with the Word of God. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.